0: What's up and welcome back to the Jake Talk Sports Podcast. Today, we are going to be breaking down week 18. We're talking about the playoff race and then we're going to cap it off with talking about the events of Black Monday. What happened with coaches and GMs and execs getting fired and who I think are good replacements for these people and whether or not I also agree with those firings. We have a loaded episode, so let's get right into it. Alright, like I said, we're going to start out this episode by talking about Week 18. Talking about what game surprised me or didn't surprise me. But we're going to go all the way through every game either way. Chiefs-Broncos. This was not a surprising result. The surprising part of this game was how close it ended up being. Um, I think my takeaway from this game is... This kind of is a two-part thing. The Broncos do not have a future starting quarterback on their roster currently. Teddy Bridgewater... They were not going to make the playoffs if Teddy Bridgewater stayed healthy. I don't – I really don't think so. And Drew Locke, and as much as I wanted to joke and, and try and stand the terrain, he's not the guy. Um, again, had it not been for Melvin Gordon fumbling on the goal line, this game would have ended very differently and could have even resulted in a Broncos win because it would have been 31-20 to 20 had Melvin Gordon not fumbled and they had scored a touchdown on that drive. Or it could have been 27-20. Either way, they would have been up by at least a score. So, obviously, a lucky break with a guy like Melvin Gordon, who does not fumble that much, fumbling on the goal line. But uh, not surprised by this result. Chiefs are playing for the one seed, um, which they didn't even end up getting. But they had something to play for. Broncos didn't have too much to play for except to play spoiler Cowboys-Eagles, no surprise there. Um, I would have taken the Cowboys even if the uh, Eagles had played their starters. But the Eagles were locked into the seventh seed and couldn't move up or down, so no reason to play your starters at all. Still put up 26, but got got blown out by a really good Cowboys team who's in good shape coming into the playoffs. Washington and New York, what else is there to talk about? I'll talk about New York more in depth when we talk about our uh, – our coaches and execs getting fired segment. And 15-point uh, win for Washington. Who cares? Meaningless game. Speaking of meaningless games, Bengals-Browns. <sighs> man. I mean, Bengals didn't play their starters. Browns didn't even play Baker Mayfield. There's no reason to. Um, again, just a kind of a worthless game in the AFC North. But speaking of the AFC North, Steelers-Ravens, man. Steelers-Ravens was not that bad. I mean, it was a good game. I hate the Steelers, and so I was I, I was pulling for that tie on Sunday night because I hate, 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 hate the Steelers. Um, I also don't particularly like the Ravens, so either way, I don't think I was going to be happy with the results of those games. But Steelers-Ravens, what a game. Uh, I think the Steelers, I'd rather see them make a run because Big Ben's retiring. Um, and I respect Big Ben as a player, not really as a person, but as a player, I respect Big Ben. Uh, Packers Lions, who cares? Um, obviously, I'm not too happy about the Packers losing, but they didn't play Aaron Rodgers in the second half, and that point would have ended very differently had they had they have played Rodgers and played their guys. Because I was watching the last couple of snaps and plays from Jordan Love, and it was he's throwing on Mari Rodgers and Equinemia St. Brown, um, and Mari Rodgers had a dropped catch that um dropped ball that ended up in a pick so mario rogers we either gotta just give him a good amount of reps and let him prove himself or get rid of him because i didn't like the draft pick in the beginning and eric stokes looks good uh but mario rogers looks like kind of a bust on our end Colts tag wires this is the most surprising game of the week obviously the colts playing for a playoff spot could not get the job done, and that just sucks. The Jags have their number when they're in Jacksonville. It, 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 it I don't know what goes on, but every, every game, every year since 2014, when those two have met in Jacksonville, the Jags have taken it. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make of this Colts team, other than the fact that Carson Wentz is not going to be the guy for them. He just makes too many stupid plays. Jonathan Taylor, they need to lean on him more. A Jonathan Taylor right? Jonathan Taylor had 15 carries for 77 yards. The MVP candidacy is over. It is Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I could even respect the Tom Brady pick. Not because I like Tom Brady, but because just purely he probably should be the MVP, but I'm a Packers fan, so it'll be Aaron Rodgers. But the Jonathan Taylor MVP candidacy was fun while it lasted. Not gonna happen now. 15 carries for 77 yards. That's only an average of 5.1, which isn't terrible, but... I don't know. I don't know. It's more of a... Um, it's more of a of, of a quarterback issue in, in, in Indianapolis, for sure. As far as the Jacks side of the ball goes, I really like what Trevor Lawrence did. Did not throw a pick. He went 20, 32, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Their running backs outside of James Robinson were okay. Armstead, nine carries, 52 yards. Ogunbowole... I'm going to... I'm not even trying to pronounce that. Eleven carries, thirty yards. Trevor Lawrence carried the ball ten times for only seventeen yards, which is a big yikes. Marvin Jones finally had the connection with Lawrence that we were expecting. Seven receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. It's probably his best game of the year. Bears Vikings, another insignificant game. We're about to see the Bears winning to hit the Vikings, but it doesn't really matter. All those teams are eliminated. Doesn't matter. Titans, Texans. I'm surprised at how close this was, but the Titans were, again, like the Broncos, not the Broncos, like the Chiefs, playing for the one seed. And they're going to get it after this win um, because Brian Tannehill, 287 and four touchdowns. Great day for him. The run game was pretty much non-existent. Deontay Foreman, 21 carries, 69 yards. Doncho Hilliard, nine carries for 57 yards. Tannehill with two carries, negative two yards. Receiving the leading receiver yards-wise was Nick Westbrook. With A.J. Brown right behind him. Julio Jones caught his first touchdown as a Tennessee Titan last week of the season. I'm assuming he'll come alive for the playoffs. Honestly, he might be a good target for them when they do get their opponent. Saints and Falcons. I I mean, I expected the Saints to win. And I also expected the Saints to get a playoff spot. But um, did not happen. Thanks to the 49ers. We'll talk about them. CS Cardinals. Cardinals needed a win and just didn't get it. And they would have won the division. They would have won the division. Cardinals had the AFC West in their lap, but they could not beat the Seahawks at home. That is concerning. We'll talk about this a lot more in the playoff segment, but coming into the playoffs, I am worried about Kyler and the Cardinals. Jets and Bills. Bills just got had to get it done. Okay, This isn't a surprising result, but this is a game that the Bills would be prone to drop. Okay, So I forget this is a team that lost to the Jaguars when they were however many points favorites. This is again, they needed to win and the not the, the Bills proved that, the, that they, they can handle those kind of games where they just need to get a win no matter what. They win their division, which, after all this time about the Bills being talked about, even me and the Geek Slays, one on my podcasts, talked about how we didn't see the Bills as a playoff team anymore. They end up swooping in and winning their division with a key win against the Patriots uh, a couple weeks back. Panthers-Bucks, what is there to say? I mean, the Panthers are the worst team in the NFC South, I believe, currently. I think all three of the quarterbacks are better. I think Taysom Hill's better than Sam Darnold. Sorry, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston's better than Sam Darnold. Obviously, Tom Brady's better than Sam Darnold. I think. I think. I think. I think Matt Ryan's probably better than Matt. Br- no, not, I think Matt Ryan is better than Sam Darnold, and they're all probably at least close or better than Cam Newton, except for Brady who's obviously way above Cam Newton. But speaking of Cam Newton and a team that he could have been playing for this year, Patriots-Dolphins, man, the Dolphins kind of like took a shot back at the NFL community who was trashing them, me too, for losing to the Titans so badly, finally playing a good team in that seven-game win streak. And now they come in and play a team that's been pretty good all year with the best coach in the league, and they win. By nine. They had them the whole game. Patriots never even led, I don't think. I'm 97% sure that the Patriots never led. Yes, 14 nothing Dolphins at the end of the first, 17 to 7 at the end of the second, 24 to 10 at the end of the third, and then obviously 34 20, 33 24. So, yeah, Patriots never led, played a bad game. They're also a team I'm worried about coming into the, into the um, into the playoffs with the experience on that team. 49ers-Rams, what a game. We had some really good games this week. That The games that, that – all the games that counted for something were incredible. Insane. 49ers-Rams, what a game. What a job by that 49ers defense holding the Rams off while the 49ers offense did its job. Debo Samuel, monster. Monster. What a game by the 49ers and – I really think they're a scary team coming into the playoffs. Chargers, Raiders, another, probably the game of the year. What a game. Justin Herbert, top three quarterback, honestly. Seriously, this guy's top three. This guy did everything he could. They converted multiple fourth and longs. He threw some darts. He was just extending play after play after play, and they were never out of the game with him at the helm. Brandon Staley just choked. I don't know why he called the timeout. I will never be able to tell you why he called the timeout, but he did, and the Raiders decided to take that advantage and run with it. What a game! And the Raiders, Derek Carr, deserves his shot. I don't know if they're going to win the wild card weekend. I don't know if they're going to win the wild card round. Move on, but if they manage to do it, I mean, Derek Carr, is, he's at least getting his shot, and that's all that really, 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 uh, really matters for 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 him and for me as a big Derek Carr fan. So, that being said, now that we're going to going to wrap up with the week 18 talk, let's talk about the wild card weekend. All right, let's get into talking about wild card weekend in my picks and predictions for every single game starting off with the two Saturday games Raiders, Bengals Patriots, Bills starting off with the Raiders and the Bengals this one is a tough one to call I am a huge believer in the Bengals this year I love Joe Mixon, I love Jamar Chase, I love T. Higgins I love Tyler Boyd. I love Joe Burrow I love that offense their defense is a question mark they have to get into shootouts. That's what they do. When the Bengals are playing a good team, like the Chiefs, 34-31. When the Bengals are playing a good team like the Ravens, 41-21. The Bengals are going to need to get into shootouts. I'm not saying that the Raiders are in the level of the Chiefs. But that defense is a question mark on this team. Still, Trey Henderson is good. Eli Apple is not. Jesse Bates is good. Eli Apple is not. The linebackers aren't incredible. Their corner secondary outside Jesse Bates, not incredible. You look at the Raiders' passing attack now. Darren Waller's back. Josh Jacobs can be used in the receiving game, and Hunter Renfro exists. Hunter Renfro's been great this last stretch of the season. I don't see any reason to bet against the Bengals. But the Raiders might have their number. But I'm going Bengals here. Lock it in. Bengals. Patriots, Bills. I'm going Buffalo. I have this. Mac Jones is too inexperienced. This team is too inexperienced. Okay. Okay. The defense is good. The offense is good. But Mac Jones, this is his first year in the NFL, and he's coming into a high-intensity, high-stress playoff environment in Buffalo, playing – New England's not really used to playing, like, away playoff games. Even when they were a wild card team with Tom Brady in 2019, they were at Foxborough when they played the Titans and lost the Patriots are not going to be able to size up to the Bills. Bills beat them in their most recent matchup, and I think that there will be no different result there on Saturday. I don't see any reason why. Don't see any reason why the Bills wouldn't win this game. Josh Allen does everything, everything for this offense, and I trust him. Um, Eagles, Blacks, give me the Eagles. I'm dead serious about this. This is my upset pick for the wildcard round. My biggest one, at least. I... So, so believe in the Eagles. One thing that kind of deters me away from the Eagles, they like to run the ball a lot. Bucks have a good run defense. But that Eagles defense is not terrible. And the Bucks are beaten up. No Leonard Fournette, no Chris Godwin, no Antonio Brown. Got Mike Evans, Chad Perriman. I forget the other guy's name. Cyril Grayson, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. This Bucks offense is nowhere near where it was when the Eagles and Bucks first played. And it wasn't even a blowout when they first played. It was a close game when these two teams first played. And the Bucs are at less strength. I'm taking the Eagles. 49ers, Cowboys. Give me the Niners. This is also an upset pick, but I think it's pretty clear. Niners are really, 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 really freaking good. When when they when they want to be, they just beat the Rams. The Rams, they, the Rams are the division winner, and they took them out in overtime. Matt Stafford is too inconsistent. That's why the Fortnites won that game. Dak Prescott has been known to be inconsistent this year too. That Cowboys offense looked bad against the Cardinals. I'm not giving the Car- Cowboys offense any credit for what they did against the Eagles. The Eagles didn't play stars on defense. Cowboys are 100% lackluster on offense right now and that 49ers defense is really no joke and as long as Jimmy G could be competent and figure things out and get the offense moving at a good pace I don't see any reason why you wouldn't pick the 49ers here Steelers Chiefs this is the easiest pick give me the Chiefs Steelers do not deserve, deserve to be in the playoffs neither do the Ravens I will Chargers and Raiders both have a better chance both would have had a better chance than either of the Steelers or the Ravens. I so hope they would have tied and both gotten in. Would love to see Justin Herbert try his hand at the playoffs, and if he had done well, just would have pushed the narrative that he's the top-three quarterback in the NFL. But, alas, the Raiders bonked him out. But, Steelers, don't so don't deserve to be, uh, to be here. Last time the Sears and Chiefs played was not too long ago, and it was an absolute mess. Chiefs absolutely ended them, so I don't see any reason why the result would be different. Here at Arrowhead in the playoffs on time at 8.15, no shot. The Monday night game, Cardinals-Rams. Give me the Cardinals. I Right now, I trust Kyler Murray more than I trust Matthew Stafford. Stafford has thrown too many crucial picks. A pick six against the Ravens that almost cost them the game. A pick that did cost them the game against the Niners last week. Leads the league in pick six is thrown this year. Just about up there leading the league in picks this year. He is too inconsistent. When the lights are going to be shining the brightest, Matt Stafford will fall. And the Cardinals will move on. That is my prediction for the wildcard round. Let's talk about the events of Black Monday with the coaches and exacts being fired. All right, to round off this episode, let's talk about the coaches and execs that were fired. Just actually only talk about one exec that was fired, quotation marks, because technically he wasn't fired, but we'll talk about it. Um I'm talking about some coaches that I agree with, with the firing of and some that I disagree with the firing of. Uh, starting off with the agree. I agree with the Matt Nagy firing. Um, and why? Because... I think that Matt Nagy sucks. Everybody knows Matt Nagy sucks. So it's not really a question as to why Matt Nagy got fired. I was in favor of it. I watched he coached some terrible, terrible games. Thanksgiving was a terribly coached game for him. Packers, both Packers games terribly coached games. Vikings game, terribly coached game. Everywhere around you could Chicago people knew, Nagy, this is his last year. Talking about replacements for them, I think Brian Flores is the guy. I think Brian Flores is the guy for the Bears. Somebody who can come in there and just be tough and commanding and get that offense into shape and get that defense into shape. I think Brian Flores is the perfect pick. Mike Zimmer, also agree with him. Zimmer had to go. There's too much talent on that offense for them to be getting the results that they do. Too much talent on that defense, honestly, for them to be getting the results that they do. Vikings, sure, got unlucky sometimes this year. But in reality, Zimmer is a big part to blame. And they fired Rich Spielman. They are completely rebuilding that for an office and coaching staff. Good replacement for him, Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is a great pick for the Vikings. Offensive-minded guy. They really, really, really need someone to pan out for them and be a coach long-term for them. And that could be Kellen Moore. Um, I agree with the Gettleman firing, 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 firing in quotation marks. You can't see me doing it, but I'm doing it because he retired. But I think he was ultimately going to get fired if he didn't retire. Uh, And then final agree, Joe Judge. Who's going to take over the Giants? Mike Zimmer, maybe a defensive minded guy. That would be probably their best bet. Honestly, because that offense really isn't much, but they need a creative offensive coordinator to pair with a guy like Mike Zimmer. If they hire Mike Zimmer, then they can somehow get Byron Leftwich or Brian Dable as their OC. That could be that would be that would, that would be preferable for them. Some firings I disagree with, and the replacements: Vic Fangio. And you got to give Fangio another year, or so his defenses always end up being good. The offense wasn't much this year. With that talented receiving core, I think you can understand why they would fire him. That talented of an offense with that receiving core and two top 15, 16, 17 running backs, you can imagine why they might want to fire him. But that is not all on Fangio. I disagree with that firing. But a good replacement for the Broncos would also be Mike Zimmer. Good defense like that under the helm of a guy like him. Perfect. I disagree with the Brian Flores firing um Brian Force is incredible turned a team like that to a winning team two seasons in a row I don't know how the Dolphins front office could expect anything bigger than what Brian Flores did with that roster I don't think that they really were going to be a contender and I think the front office need to understand that before they even hired Brian Flores but alas he's gone I think a good replacement for him would be John Harbaugh. Just needs a guy who has experience um, to coach an inexperienced team. Uh, And that would be the best pick for them. That is all I got for this segment and for the episode. If you guys did enjoy, please be sure to rate on Spotify, subscribe, whatever you can do. Appreciate you guys. See you next time.